How do we start this? I forgot how to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, guys. How's everyone doing today? Cold. Wet. Oh, you're cold? Yeah. Are you wet? Is, like, cold. My fingers fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so much complaining right now. <laughs> okay, so basically, the British weather did its job as usual. Mm. And it was it was dry in the morning. Hi, everyone listening. This is another episode of our Inner Voices. Actually, this is the official first episode in the new studio. So, yeah, shout out, everyone. <laughs> Um, joining me today for the first episode is Bisola. Hi. Say hi to the people, Bisola. Hey, hey, hey. Introdu- yeah, you know, come on, be a bit more free. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Bisola. <laughs> and? Also known as Busy. I'm 23. What do you want to know? And she changes her hair every other week. Literally. No, seriously. It's just it's <laughs> crazy. And, um, we have a return guest, my little brother Shayo. What's up, I'm uh, Adeshayo, you can call me Adi number 724, uh, I'm Noah's uh, libertarian socialist brother, and I'm here to <laughs> go wild, I guess. Oh. Oh, see, I just hope the topics will be wild enough for you, mate. Alright, so, um, we've been off air for a while, obviously I explained we've been busy, everybody's been getting their stuff done. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and make this a bit more frequent this time so that people don't keep complaining and disturbing me. Today's episode is part of a series, um, is part of a free episode series called Social Media and Social Justice, right? The reason we've decided to split it up is so that you, is so that people can find it easier to find topics that they enjoy and listen to it as a series rather than listening to just social justice here and then next week we're talking about how the world gets destroyed because, you know, that's the kind of vibe we're doing here. Um, so just quickly, Shayo, would you like to tell me what, how much social media do you use? Um, I would say I've been using social media maybe in different varieties, maybe five to six hours a day since I was like 11, 12 years old. Five to six hours a day? Yeah, my first... In the same house with... Damn. Yeah, my first, I guess my first social media was uh, <laughs> Bean Weevils, if you guys remember that from 2011. What's that? Some shit game for, for <laughs> stupid kids. <laughs> it was so stupid. The game is like, what is it? It's literally it's insects. It's just insects. It's and you like kind of build up your insect collection or some right. some or some shit. You like build that. like it's like Club Penguin, but for like uh. kids are I, I guess autistic kid. <laughs> but you're kind of autistic. What are you talking about? Exactly. That's why I played it. <laughs> and Visola, how about you? What what? How much social media do you use? I like to think you know that, like, social media is literally my life, from Bebo to Instagram. <laughs> no, literally, I, I spend so much time on, on social media, it's actually really bad. Would you say you're addicted? Yeah. Addicted and proud, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I don't reply to your message on social media, I'm either sleeping or I'm ignoring you. So it's one of those. Or I'm doing something else on my phone. So she doesn't want to talk to you, all these guys in her <laughs> what, what, what guys, please? <laughs> what DM? Oh, yeah, I forgot your, your, your mom might listen to this. 
You don't want to get you in trouble. Please, my mom don't care, man. But, I mean, she should. You need a husband soon. Hey. <laughs> She'll be glad. She'll be like, oh, finally, you're not lesbian. <laughs> well, this is, this is going to be fun. Okay, so today's episode is um, fake outrage and media manipulation, right? Oh, shit, by the way, Josh is the new producer. Say hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going, people? Yeah, so Josh was on one of the previous episodes, um, and he's, yeah, so he's helping me keep my insane mind at rest. So when me and Josh came up with fake outrage and media manipulation, because in very re- recently, especially, there's been a lot of stories in the news, mm. like relating to celebrities and so on. Celebrities getting in trouble, people on social media going crazy about the celebrities. And we, we just felt like, to a large extent, a lot of the reactions to these celebrities are fake. They are controlled in lots of ways mm-hmm. by media corporations who want you to buy into specifics. But obviously, Basola, you disagree. <laughs> I wouldn't say the fake outrage, but I would agree that there is a you know media manipulation to all these things. Obviously, like the media are coming off woke in a way, and it's all it's just, they're just trying to sell a product. And what's in at the moment is people caring about issues and speaking out so these companies are using the opportunity to come off like they're on the people's side but um and when you use the word fake outrage i just i don't know i just kind of feel like people downplay how you know the population feels regarding certain things so yeah that i mean so i think you're right when you like when i say fake outrage I'm, it sounds like I'm saying like the problems are fake and people don't actually care about them. How much do you think people actually care about the issues that they get worked up over these days? So, for example, let's use you, for example, Shayo. What is the last story you heard about and you actually gave a damn? I would say last one was some some rich prick called something Schultz running for president because... His entire shtick was just like, I'm going to run for president and not have any opinions whatsoever. And everyone's going to vote for me. And it's just like, I don't really get upset. I just get, I just go on that stupid and go with my life, to be honest with you. Okay, so you go on with your life. Yeah, I mean, personally, the thing for me is that you can't, I can't, if I get too incensed by these things, I'll just be there all day because there's so much horrible shit happening in the world at any given moment. Yeah. And I would say like, the issue of the media is not, it's the same as anything else. The media is... The people who work in companies obviously have opinions. They obviously care about these things. But the companies themselves want to make money. They want to make money not because they want to expand their empire and blah, blah, blah. You know, you go and read a news story about R. Kelly being a terrible person. How many ads are on that? The main goal is money for these people. And, you know, can I fault them for trying to make money in this society? I guess a little bit. But I can't really get mad at the people writing the things or the people receiving them because... I would say the authenticity lies in them because, you know, if we didn't care about it, because, you know, researching, doing a news story about, like, a celebrity being a rapist is not easy work. Like, when they do their due diligence, you have to do a lot of interviews, check a lot of criminal records, police records, talk to a lot of people. It's a lot of work. And I don't feel like people in the media, when they could just, like, talk about how Kim Kardashian got a boob job or whatever, would go through that work to expose something if they didn't at least somewhat care in some capacity other than just in the monetary sense. That's interesting. You actually think they care. I, I'm i a bit... I'm quite cynical. I think Josh is similar to me. We're very cynical. We, like... <laughs> I see everything as propaganda. Like, I'm one of those people who see things like, for example, let's say 
I don't want to say Bill Cosby because there's too much evidence. <laughs> okay, Wrong person to use, mate. Somebody give me a name of somebody who's not that bad. But they I made... would say, in terms of propaganda, there is literal like government-sponsored propaganda on social media. Like the um, there's a genocide in Myanmar. There's new genocide, guys. You know, always a new one. But that one is being like it's fueled because the government is just like posting tons and tons of info on Facebook, lying against the ethnic minorities they're trying to like get rid of. So when people go online and all they see is just ethnic minorities doing bad shit. And mm. then they hear, oh, the government just killed a bunch of them. They're like, oh, they deserved it. They did a lot of bad shit. So, like, I'm less worried about some some billion, some millionaire getting, like, called out on Twitter for a week before he goes back to his life. I'm more worried about <laughs> how, like, multiple governments now have used it to, like, manipulate elections in other countries or, like, literally start genocide for some reason because people like doing that. You know, people like doing that. Just bounce. <laughs> just, you, just a little genocide to take the edge off, real quick. You know, it's like a cigarette uh, in the morning. Okay, so I'm gonna latch on to what, something you said, Shayo, and I'm gonna um phase pose this to Bisola, right? Do you like Shayo mentioned? Shayo said something about governments using propaganda and media to hide certain stories, like such as if they're dropping bombs in Myanmar or Yemen, mm. they want <laughs> to hide that from the people, right? Bisola, do you feel like the government possibly, or not the government, but do you feel like media corporations possibly use celebrity stories to re- create responses from people so that they get distracted from what's actually happening behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, um, and most of it is through clickbait, obviously, like titles of, you know, the story. People don't tend to read what they actually write. They just see the title and they go off on it. There's a lot going on in the world, everywhere in the world. But most times we do get distracted by celebrity stories because that's what people want to know about. That's the closest thing to their everyday life. Like that's what they can relate to to some extent in you know, the entertainment industry. So yeah, I mean, there's so much um, news out there, like real news that people should care about, but we tend not to. I, d- I don't know why. I, I'm not sure if it's because real stories is it's it's too much on the everyday person when you're thinking about war and things like that but um in terms of like celebrity news that is what we're going to find on social media and yeah so it's it's it is a propaganda to some extent but it's also about the population and what that what story are they looking for because if you're looking for the real story you're going to find it pretty much easily but most of the time, what is pushing our faces is the, oh, this person's done this, oh, this, uh, you know, there's this new game out, this new app, this celebrity done this, da, da, da. So, yeah, it is, uh, that is what gets pushed in our face most of the time. But, I mean, can you blame us? We don't want to be thinking about what's going on in flipping, I don't know, Libya or Iran. It's, it, it gets a bit too much most of the time. Yeah, it's like there's so much um, crazy stuff happening around the, the world in general. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do think uh, people get bored. Yeah, I think it's, um, I wouldn't say bored. I think we feel helpless because for me, uh, me personally, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when you know there's so much horrible things going on in the world, it can be so much. You just want to unplug from, from that. And That's really interesting. Okay, yeah, go on. yeah, you just, you just want to um, uh, unplug from that. You just want to get distracted with stupid shit. So, hey. Okay. So I, I like that point you made. People feel helpless sometimes, right? But... As human beings, it is obvious we look for the thing that we think we can control the most and we do something about it, such as if Kanye West is talking rubbish again. We feel like we can shout at Kanye West long enough until he stops, right? Yep. But don't you think 
and shout out this question is open for both of you but don't you think by okay so let me let me see how to articulate this do you feel like in the process of trying to find another story to keep us occupied do you feel like sometimes we end up taking too much anger about life in general like things we're seeing on the news everywhere and we put it into that specific person's situation which might not actually be that bad and my case in point would be Kanye West (laughs) I mean I think personally as people we don't I think no human being can live a life just free of biases or free of outside influences so I think when a lot of people get onto things it's like a con- like it's like those videos you see where some guy has a breakdown in public and people are laughing at him going ha ha we're a crazy person I always think when I see those videos how much did that person have to go through to have that breakdown in public like you can go through a lot of shit on a day to day basis and not give a fuck and then one day some someone just tips the last domino and you go off it always ha- mm. it happens to the best of us so I think when it comes to like social media outrage it comes to that like because like when you look at the American government now you can't stop Trump from like putting kids in prisons you can't stop him from, you know, attacking Medicare for all. You can't stop him from being a complete asshole. But when you see your boy Kanye complaining about it, talking about Trump in a positive light, so you can go, you know, you can go online on your soapbox and say, hey, that guy sucks. And everyone will go, wow, that guy really sucks too. And maybe a few people in the comments would be, and you know, that's what I found interesting. That's why I found interesting about this, because it's always phrased as though it's just people who care about social justice screaming at one person. But then, no matter the severity of the act or not, there's always going to be people defending them, screaming just as loud about it. So it's like, it's kind of like both groups of people are having a shouting match. And I would say that the other group screaming for the person is often screaming and just simply in reaction to the first per- to the first group of people without thinking about it too much. So I would say that we do let what happens in our lives influence these our reactions to these things. And I think that's unavoidable. But I also, again, I think like, rich people are rich as fuck they have a lot of money like <laughs> Kanye West is not going to have his life ruined because he supported Trump you know mm. he's gonna still sell Yeezy he probably has investment in some company somewhere as well that you don't know about you know worst case scenario people just pirate his album and then he gets upset next time he doesn't win a Grammy or some shit <laughs> as far as I'm concerned oh yeah another thing as well with like um social media outrage is I like with social media I think it's such a brilliant tool that we're really utilizing to hold people accountable i think that's that has happened really really well over the past few years ever since the whole ferguson protest the black lives matter movement so now when people say social media outrage i think what i mean i see as a bunch of people coming together to hold someone accountable for their actions and i would like to think it has worked really really well over the past few years because we do have people owning up to the you know to the whatever bullshit they've done or said or whatever it is and more messages are are coming spreading more and more on social media because of these outrage um for example i don't know like appropriation cultural appropriation that is what we call social media outrage so a a bunch of people are saying no you can't do this you can't do that and um, some people are like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. I know better. I'm not going to do it again. And other people are like, oh, you don't have to say that. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Duh, 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 duh. So, um, but with social media outrage, the thing is, I think, okay, so for example, um, cultural appropriation. You can't do this. You can't do this hairstyle because it has cultural meaning. But what you really hear from that is people saying, oh, let them wear whatever they want to do. Let them do this. Let them do that. Th- the voices from those people opposing the other the other people is more louder than those actually holding 
the person accountable for the actions, if that makes any sense. So but it's like a, but it's like reactionary though. Like people are reacting to mm. feeling bullied or feeling pushed against the wall, you know. Uh, when you say bu- bullying, it, it puts it puts the person oppressed. It, it it makes the person oppressed as the oppressor. Most of the time, the, the, it's the gaslighting of the oppressed that you hear. Not about not the person that is oppressed. That is not the voices of the oppre- of the oppressed that you're hearing. It's of the oppressor. So the people that is gaslighting those who are the victims. That is what you get as social media outrage because the voice of those that is like, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that, is louder than they're saying, do you know what? That's wrong of you to do this. That's wrong of you to say that. And that's how I see social media outrage most of the time. For example, people saying, oh, those social, those social justice warriors. That's what they call them, social justice warriors. I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> see, so I mean. <laughs> By the way, what does gaslighting mean? As um, When you, how do I say this? When you're making someone feel vulnerable, you're kind of like sparking something in them. So you're causing some sort of, some sort of outrage from them. I would say as well in terms of cultural, just off note, cultural appropriation. I would say mm. cultural appropriation is a bad word to use for it. It's wrong. I think it's not right. It's not a good word to describe the issue. Mm. I'll say the issue is more about culture, for me anyway, it's about, more about cultural what's the word commodification for me because like you know if wait wait hang on you come on you go all the way with commodification <laughs> yeah because like it's been a long day if someone know. there's some people say cultural appreciation if a white girl wears like a braids mm. okay it looks first of all it's probably gonna look like shit that's all i'm gonna say secondly <laughs> people say it's because okay black people get like you know they get shit for having their own natural hair mm. and then white people do it and it's trendy blah 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 that's fair enough but my beef is more of the fact that like something that black people are not allowed to do themselves someone else is making is then that's probably not black is making money off of it it would be yeah. like if iphone really reduce released like some kind of like some shit like a like a chinese styled iphone i wouldn't care the iphone is full of white people appropriating china i'd care because they probably have a sweatshop full of chinese kids working on the chinese style iphone that they yeah. wouldn't that those kids would never get to touch so for and you know i think as well that when it comes to colonial powers they definitely use they definitely like to adopt certain parts of the culture to either to kind of like make it easier to rule over the people who actually own the culture you know it's like england like has like what tikka masala is one of the national foods <laughs> and like what the fuck did they do to india for how many years yes. you know they've adopted that part of the culture to say oh we're well, your friends but you know they're not they're not really mates like that you know it's just like yes yeah, so, kind of, yeah, so it's like we 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 destroyed your country but yeah, but like hey, you know, we're, we're, we're buddies now. But here we love taking my salary favorite walkers. Don't worry about it. You oh, know, yeah. that's why that's what bothers me more. So I don't like that term. It's just reductive and simplistic. <laughs> it's just a buzzword for like white people who don't who want to feel like they're not as racist as their granddad. Let me get let me get us back on topic a bit. In terms of manipulation, right? Do you guys feel like the media intentionally puts stuff out there for people to? Do you feel like the media intentionally tries to manipulate people with the news stories or do you think the media is more reactionary? Like something is already pissing people off and the media quickly picks up on it and runs with it. Because the media is quite proactive because you have to remember they control the narrative to begin with so they can know what's going to piss people off. And like obviously they know most people with common sense hate rape. Like that's not the, that's not a debatable mm. concept. I agree. Let's just all agree that. Yeah, please, everyone accuse yeah. George. Please, I don't want you to get fired. Everyone just. agree, rape is bad. <laughs> but like, so, you know, and they control the narrative. You know, mm. they know 
what people think. They have study group. They have like focus groups. Blah 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 blah. They know all of this stuff. They have the use social media themselves. They know it gets people hot. So they go, you know, this is what's gonna p- piss people off. And the perfect example is like Trump. Like this whole time, America's been going on about the government shutdown, government shutdown, government shutdown. Blah blah blah. At the same time, America's planning is like has allocated like twenty million dollars to like back the um opposition in Venezuela. And most people are going, oh, no, the government shut down, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, they're behind the scenes doing what I assume is going to be another, like, oil-getting scheme. I heard yeah. Venezuela had oil. Yeah, yeah, they have the most oil in the world. So, just preface, I don't like the president either, but, like, America clearly just wants to get that oil. Oh, yeah. And they've been using the government <laughs> shutdown as a good way to make people not think about the oil or their, what they're about to do in a different country again. And Bisola, right? Yeah, so, yesterday, I was speaking to, we were speaking to Josh's mom, and she actually came up with a really interesting point. Why is there a difference in media language when it comes to discussing different groups? Um, I'll give you a quick example and then I'll let you answer. There was a story of a white kid who killed... No, there was a story of a white kid who... Did he kill someone? He killed a black kid, I think. And he, the media... The headline was like, young scholar or something like that, indicted in court. You know, it tried to paint him as right. a kind of a... I'm a student, you know? Mm. There was another story of a black kid who was defending himself, I think against a police officer or something. The headline was Young Thug. I know that's a rapper, but the, he- <laughs> the headline was like Young Thug attacks the police. And mm. Why do you feel the media likes to do that? Change the language when it comes to specific groups? Um, definitely to perpetuate a stereotype of a small group of people in a bad light, in a bad way. I mean, everyone's kind of caught up on that, obviously. But I, I don't know if this is bad to say. I kind of feel like now the media is purposely using these words as clickbait yet again. So they know people are going to go off on one once they see that title of a, you know, clearly a black guy doing something wrong and then calling him a thug, this, that, that using, you know, every bad language under the sun as a, a headliner because they know people are going to go off on one and they're going to get clicks on the, on the, on the story. So, yeah, it's obviously to paint, you know, a small group of people in a bad light and the other person, which is clearly white, as a good person, an uh, innocent person, you know, a human being. Uh, we don't get to have that privilege to be seen in that light. But, yeah, definitely to perpetuate a stereotype, but also clickbait. Everyone's going to go off on one. A small a, a group of people is going to go off on one and everyone's just going to run with it without really reading the story most of the time. So, yeah, that, that's just how it is. Or, like, you know clickbait stuff from youtube to twitter to everything like the thing is i i remember a few months ago when the me too movement was that was that that is peak yeah it's peak um aziz ansari you guys all know aziz ansari right mm-hmm. no oh mm-hmm. he's um he's an american comedian uh he's in that netflix show called master of none master of none you should watch it it's quite funny okay <laughs> but basically <laughs> he's um so what had happened was he went on a date with a fan. Oh, him, the brown yeah. guy. Yeah, you oh, see. Okay. So oh. you see how funny this is. She recognizes, Bisola recognizes Aziz because of the Twitter storm, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, and this goes back to something I was thinking about with, when it comes to personal blogs. Mm. Because a lot of media outlets are now expanding. Yeah. So a lot of people have their own personal blogs, which if it gets enough traffic, they can be considered as the news. Mm. But yeah, to go back to the story, Aziz went on a date with a girl and from reading the whole uh, ordeal it looked it sounded like one of the most awkward cringeworthy dates ever um they were they did sexual stuff they didn't have sex because it was you know they were both too awkward 
But the girl went to a blog. Uh, I can't remember what blog it was. But she went to this blog and she wrote this very long excerpt, this long story about how Aziz Ansari was a sexual assaulter, how he had used his power and influence against her. Mm. Now, in this situation, people were mad. There were rumors from Netflix that they were considering um, pausing, they were considering halting production for the new season. Everybody went crazy. But you know what pissed me off the most? Most When I actually read the article she wrote, mm. it was a long article, very boring. But when mm. I read the whole thing, you realize she was literally saying, oh, I just had a really shit day. But because of the way the, the retweets and everything like that mm. works, no, most people did not read the article. They just found like two, three women who had enough retweets and they were just like, yeah, fuck it, that's what happened. <laughs> the rise of personal blogs, how do you feel that affects like how we receive information? I love it. I, I mean, I personally don't read blogs. I ain't going to lie to you. But I do think it's nice to have people finally telling their story from their point of view. Most of the time, you know, when these um, news companies, they when they write stories, it goes through so many people. It's not just a reporter writing the story and putting it out there. They have to give it to the editor. They're going to edit some things out, obviously. You know, it's, it's going to go through so many process. By the end of it, it's, it's, it's a diluted story. So with blogs, um, more people are getting their stories out there, saying how they feel, unfiltered. And yeah, I mean, some people don't read it and just go off with, you know, with the retweets or whatever it is. I didn't read that story, obviously, but I think it's very important to have blogs these days. And I do think it's nice that these um, news companies are going to people with blogs, getting them to write the stories. And because most of the time, these people are ordinary, everyday people with no filter saying what they <laughs> what they want. And we can relate to that most of the time. But um, yeah, I need to read that story because I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I think he fucking did it. So, hey. See what I mean? Hey, I'm, <laughs> hey. Men are guilty most of the time. But I will try to read the blog and see how it is because I do think there's more to that story than we think there is. Oh, there's always... Okay, I, I'm not going to lie. It, there's, it got to a point a few months ago I just mm. gave up on celebrities for a bit. <sighs> because every time you thought somebody did it, they ended up did it, not doing it. Every mm. time you thought somebody didn't do it, they did it. Oh, yeah. So it I, got to a point I was just like, you know what? Yeah, but I think we just... As, as people, we just stop looking at celebrities as moral compass because the people... The everyday people and it's so annoying when you kind of hold them to a high pedestal like you expect them to have the same opinion as you most of the time they don't i mean because i get it they're in the public eye and they're the you know they're the voice of the people to some extent so you want them to say the right things to do the right things but unfortunately they're just people like us they're gonna do some fuck up shit they're gonna say some fuck up shit it's up to you to now finally be like do you know what i like you as an artist but your your opinion sucks and for that you're not you know you're not my cup of tea anymore i love beyonce but if beyonce says some fuck up shit like i love beyonce but she supports obama and the rest she's you know she's not exactly a radical like i would want her to be but you know because of that i'm not going to look up to beyonce and be like you know what you need to be more like this and that it's like hey you have your own life to live and you're just an artist like fuck it man that's you in it but i'm not going to look to you to be like the leader of everyone else you know what i mean I mean, she's she's only such she's such a fierce only on stage, <laughs> off stage she's just Beyonce. Yeah, she got a family, man. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to celebrities, I always find that like when people say like separate art from the artist, I don't I can't really do that because I think as someone who dive who spent a lot of time who spent whom was really attentive in like English class in GCSEs and A levels, I can feel the context of which an artist makes their work and in their life and everything changes how you perceive their work. 
that's I think is a fact. Like if mm-hmm. Jay Z made a song about let's not Jay Z, let's say the rapper made a really banging song about being a gangster or some shit. And he came out, he's just like a nigga who just chills indoors all day and plays like World of Warcraft. The song would still bang, but you'd be thinking about it different. Like, don't tell me, like, no one can tell me that. Like, when Take It shit came out, Take It shit was. Shout out Take It. Yeah, like, shout, like, but like, Take It, if Take It didn't actually kill, kill that guy, no one would have cared as much. <laughs> like, fully. If he didn't actually kill that guy, no one would have cared as much. And like, people, when people say that as well, I don't think, because like, you see an article and it's like, this artist just donated thousands to charity. People go, oh my god, I love him so much. I love that he did this. This makes me love his music more. But when he does something bad, they're like, ah, I don't, I don't. Maybe we can put the two apart. Like, you know, it's mm. weird that we, when someone does something good, we're like, okay, they're unchangeable, they're connected. But when they do something bad, you know, and even like when they do something bad, it can even add another layer of context that could make the music more enjoyable to you, as far as you know that. But people just want to like absolve themselves as any perceived blame for supporting someone they see as bad. Yeah, you know? it's like. You know, no one's gonna come out and be like I'm a Satanist because Satan's bad. But like, I mean, let me let me. I could tell you for a fact. I've spoken to so many teenagers, and in the last few months, since Uzi Vert said on stage, "All of you are going to hell with me," <laughs> I'm not even joking. The amount of teenagers like who have told me they stopped listening to him, really? and I'm like, fam. So he had to tell you you're going to hell before you stop. That's why you draw the line. I love. Yeah, I mean, man. the public is goofy, but I guess my main point also, like my main point that I was just a sidetrack is like you have to remember as well that celebrities are offering you a service. It might be a, their personality, their music, their this, their that, their Instagram. It's a service. It's giving you something if if you enjoy it or not. And I would my example is like a plumber is also offering you a service. His service is to clean your is to clean your bathtub. Mm. The celebrity service is to entertain you. If your plumber if you find that your plumber is a rapist, well you're gonna be like come back to my house with my daughter and my <laughs> wife. You're not going to do that. I like. But if you find that a celebrity is a rapist, people are like, wait, hold on. Yeah. Like we don't know the like the obviously story. some obviously like there's this and Zari thing. That wasn't that one's a bit iffy. So I'm not going to say, like, cancel Aziz Ansari. He's just, he's clearly just an idiot who can go on a date properly. But, like, you know, like, someone like R. Kelly, like, niggas out here still standing R. Kelly. Like, nice. he's, he's like, up. that one, that one is just done out here. But people still standing him because they're like, because I know, and a lot of people are, did, and like, when you come to these celebrity crimes, there's always free options of people who are trying to absolve themselves as any blame of supporting them. Either they were too young and they, when they did it, they... Chris Brown was 16. Yeah, separate out from artists or some some excuse or another excuse mm. and i would say that like listen people i think the reason that people know these celebrities did something bad and they want to feel as though they are not in the wrong for supporting them because obviously if you're hyping up a nigga that's a dickhead you're going to look like a dickhead as well and mm-hmm. they don't want to do that so they get defensive and take and uh, take a criticism of a different person as a personal attack on themselves but for me you know listen celebrities offer me a service i might like their personality but if my teacher does some fuck shit, I'm leaving the school. That's, That's a fact. Yeah. If a celebrity does some fuck shit, I'll still listen to their music, but I can criticize them at the same time. And also, like, my rule is just like, listen, if Yandy ever drops, I'm not, I'm not, what, I'm, I'm downloading it off of uh, Kickass. Yeah. Yandy's <laughs> meant to be Kanye West's new yeah. next album. Right? I'll download it off of Kickass Torrents. That's why I do. I pirate it because I want, because I can enjoy the art. Mm. But if I'm going to enjoy the art and separate it from the artist, then why would I be giving the artist money then? That's it. Yeah. Uh, and Bisola, what, um, how are you? Closing remarks regarding uh, media manipulation. Yeah, and just anything you want to say in general. Just um, I ha- I hate that word social justice warrior, and I hate that word af- because um, you are one fake. I I actually I'm not. That's the thing. Okay, that's, that's another what topic. The, that's what somebody who is something says. Okay, so. whatever. Um, fake media outrage. I I didn't like that word as well because with every outrage is some sort of truth and. 
people need to listen. Why are people so angry about such issues? When people call it me, um, fake media outrage or media outrage, it's it's quite it's kind of dismissive to some extent. It's just like you're angry for nothing. That's how people. That's how it comes across to me. Like you're angry for nothing when, in actual fact, people are angry for for a reason, and they need to be listened to. And yeah, just listen to people and find reason and why they're angry because there's always a good reason to it. But yeah, the the media do um, run with the fake media outrage. But yeah, just listen to people. And manipulation. Yeah, just just listen to people. Don't be so quick to dismiss the outrage or the reason why they're angry. Because most of the time, it's not even a, a large group of people who's, who's annoyed. Is the people that are gaslighting them that is making it bigger than it actually is. Yeah, that's that's my remarks. Yeah, that's fair enough. This is um, this is very interesting conversation. Uh, we would have loved to continue, but uh, I think because the 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 two guests came late today, <laughs> we might have to. Sorry, you was the boss, TFL. <laughs> nah, it's London traffic, it's cool. Big up my man, TFL, they're working hard out here. No, I actually love TFL, man. When you leave London, you realise how much TFL is actually like. Yeah, they actually take care of us. So, guys, I would love you to be back for other episodes soon. And anybody listening to this, if you would like to get involved um, in any episodes, hit me up. You, you know my social media, I would hope. Or else, why are you following me? <laughs> So hit me up if you want to know more about the guests. I will put their social media. Actually, just quickly, do you guys want to promote Twitter, Instagram, anything? Um, Insta, busy 4 busy. That's the number four. Okay. And Shaya? I'm not going to drop my Twitter because I'll clog up your... I'll clog up your timeline with oh some yeah, bullshit. That's, that's me. So <laughs> that is me. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep, it inco- trying to keep it incognito for now. So that's me. Uh, fine. He's not, gonna, he's not trying to get um, seen by the police or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean Listen, MLK got shot, so if I if I talk too much, you know, if I talk too much, read the wrong books, I'm done out here, so. <laughs> but yeah, this has been another episode of our Inner Voices. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll be back soon. Thanks for inviting me. No worries, guys. Josh, would you like to say anything? Okay, so the producer is functioning. We can confirm that. Um, tune in <laughs> next time to see if Josh is still the producer. He's fired yet. <laughs> Okay, so our artist for this week is Retsu the God King, and you can find all his music on Spotify. But I'll play you a song from his new mixtape. It's called If You Love Me in the Morning. Uh, so yeah, check out Retsu the God King. It's uh, DA. I'll put his uh, social media in the description box. But yeah, enjoy.
So many times that we'd overdose nearly Rock the scene with gangrene Rod, do I need a vaccine? I hope you don't kill me Don't recall, but I do concur Everything is blurred and my words are slurred Play my role, but I can't rehearse Are you drunk on me? Are you high on her? Motion sick in overdrive Kicking like Chung Lee with a 4-5 Now I'm blind and traumatised Are we in a dream? Are we paralysed? Basin watching, kill the kill Take a hit, she's in the field Pay the price for expensive taste Cause that's my blood underneath the hills If You Love Me in the Morning by Red to the God King from his latest mixtape, I Don't Know Yet. So check that out if you enjoy that. And I'll speak to you late next week. Thank you. <laughs>